the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, greetings one and all. Glad you have tuned into the program. Uh, the Chris Salcedo Show. Hope you had a good Memorial Day. Surrounded by friends and family and remembering what what we celebrate the day for. We celebrate the day to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms, and hopefully that was as you were enjoying the pool or the barbecue or camaraderie or friends or or just the day recognizing why you're able to do that. Because there are, there are individuals who don't even know you, who sacrificed uh, for you and for me so we can continue this way of life of ours, which is important to preserve. Uh, Many of us in the conservative movement recognize the importance of keeping America strong and free. Uh, We can't say the same of our political adversaries. Welcome to the program, and if you want to get in touch with the show, 888-933-93-888-900-3393. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, you can listen to us on demand. Listen to us live, theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, or the iHeartRadio smartphone app on social media at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. And then um, on Facebook, the Chris Salcedo show, make sure you pay a visit as well to the blaze.com in the channels section. And that's where you will find uh, my mug. Make sure you follow us there. We had uh, a, we liked a couple of the submissions last week out of the park. A lot of what we had to say about some of the some of the news of the day really caught a lot of um, a lot of your attention and we appreciate the feedback and appreciate you guys engaging that's what it's all about time to do the flip around everybody let's get out to the cable news channels and see what they are covering today we'll start off with a leader of the basket of bias cnn scrutinized by the fbi from a counterintelligence perspective they really want to know was this man was sergey gorkov sent there by uh the russian president to try and wage some sort of influence to try and or was it more to just get knowledge about what the campaign was thinking uh Mm -hmm. what the president uh was going to eventually do uh with russian sanctions all great questions waiting for some answers (laughs) in time shimon prokopez yes all great questions uh You know what really drives me nuts about this whole narrative? Is that these people over at CNN, these people over at MSNBS, the the basket of bias, they they want you to to believe 
that this was the first year ever. It, it's never happened before where a foreign adversary, much less Russia, tried to interfere in our elections. And even President Obama was forced to admit that even dating as far back as the Soviet era, they've been trying to influence American elections. As a matter of fact, the political adversaries out there, there has been one political party who has teamed up with communist Russia, Soviet Russia, to, uh, to undermine the United States of America. It was the Democrat Party, one of their, one of their lions. Senator Ted Kennedy teamed up with a sitting Soviet premier to undermine Ronald Reagan. There's documentation out there for it. So the whole idea that now Democrats are all of a sudden concerned about Russia and their interference in America, nothing could be further from the truth. They were so concerned that when Russia murdered and stole land from one of our allies, I mean, Democrats couldn't be found. As resident Obama basically allowed Vladimir Putin to do whatever the hell he wanted. Uh, resident Obama allowed uh, or sat across the uh, uh, chair to chair. What he thought was a closed mic moment ended up being an open mic moment where resident Obama assured Dmitry Medvedev, tell Vlad I'll have more flexibility you know, missiles in Europe and all that kind of stuff after my election. I'll, I'll finish putting the screws to America after my election, said President Obama. Uh, Hillary Clinton paving the way for 20% of our uranium to be given to the Russians' control. U.S. uranium is, in, is now in Russia's control, not because of Donald Trump, but because of Hillary Rodden Clinton and nobody from Fox to CNN to anywhere can be bothered to bring up that simple fact. Uh, MSNB, uh, you know, and now it's important. Now the liberals say it's important. Let's get over to MSNBS. Into roles in the White House uh, West Wing at the president's request. If you're watching MSNBC. Yes, well, as they're going to break. So uh, a shakeup. The deputy communications director is resigning. <gasps> okay, well, up next. I've, there's There's got to be something more to this. What if this guy was the leaker? What if it turns out this guy was the leaker? What if they planted some stuff and it was found out that he was... I'm just speculating. I have no idea. But what, what if he ended up being one of the leakers? Uh, let's get over to Fox. Our viewers, remember how it is that they found out about this in the first place. Yeah, there was a leak. But how did they find out about it? Here's how they found out. They were monitoring the Russians. And while they're monitoring the Russians, as the story goes, all of a sudden there's Jared Kushner. And there they are discussing a back channel that doesn't involve United States equipment, but Russian equipment. And if that didn't happen, if, if Jared Kushner wasn't trying to hide things from the United States, then why would he do that? Chef Smith, uh, wondering out loud about this back channel negotiation that was initiated according to Fox News Channel's own reporting. Catherine Harris saying it was... It was Ambassador Kislyak who wanted to, who, who said, uh, look, let, let's get this back channel going on. Now, uh, when the Democrats started laying the foundation that communicating with Russia was bad, only if you're a Republican, when they started laying that foundation, I was incensed and I said, by God, let's, let's do this. Let's go for it. 
So we should impeach every single lawmaker that has ever talked to Russia because talking to Russia is evil. And we should, we should prosecute any, any politician who's ever talked to a Russian <laughs> because talking with Russians is evil. And I said, let's go. I can guarantee you there'll be more Democrats who are casualties than Republicans, than conservatives. Guarantee you. It's been we conservatives who have been very critical of the, of the last administration and their timidity allowing Vladimir Putin to do all manner of, of well, counter, counter to our interests activities, counter to civility counter to world security, as I mentioned before, invading an ally, an ally that we were pledged to defend and didn't, stealing their land like common thieves, did Vladimir Putin. So we have been consistent since all this stuff had been going on here on the Chris Alcedo show that Russia is an enemy and they need to be treated like an enemy. During the campaign, we this was one of the points of contention we took with the Trump campaign saying, look, you better get in there and start being tough because Obama has bent the United States over and Vladimir Putin has had his way with the United States when Democrats ran the show. You better change that was what we were saying. So at, at any rate, this back channel business, do you guys realize there were back channels with the Soviet Union? Do you guys realize that? It's kind of prudent when the, uh, that two nations that have the potential to destroy the planet several times over. It's a good idea that they're talking, whether it's a front channel, back channel, just that they're talking. So back channels have existed between Soviet Union and the United States, Russia and the United States, because they are massive nuclear powers. And I think common sense individuals who are not Democrats, as a matter of fact, common sense in Democrats is a contradiction in terms, but common sense individuals say, it's got a good thing that they're talking because that stops the whole nuclear exchange thing from happening. So at any rate, there's uh, our flip around folks. And I, we've asked a question on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, and I'm hoping you guys can answer it. Does the basket of bias cover anything that you are interested in or that will better your life? For the last six months, has the basket of bias press covered anything that you find that will improve your life, meaning holding government accountable, seeing about getting more money into your pocket, seeing about getting the government off your back, do they cover any of that? Or do they cover what they want to cover for their political agenda? And they do. And don't, don't think this isn't happening, folks. They do have an agenda. And their agenda is that of the Democrat Party. The, the propping up and the survivability of the Democrat Party. Uh, up next, some goings on in Texas we'll talk about because it's making national news. There was couple of uh, loudmouth leftist Latinos who assaulted a Republican on the 
the Texas State House floor, and the Republicans said, look, you, you, you come at me, I'm going to put a bullet in you. And then it's reported by the basket of biased press that it was the Republicans threatening gun violence. I kid you not. Uh, it, it's, it's quite astonishing. We'll get into all of this. And did ESPN Dr. Tiger Woods mugshot? I, I, it's being reported out there. I've yet to verify it. I, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Because I've, I've just, I've, I just got word of this before I was getting on, on the air. So I'll look at the pictures. But why would ESPN do such a thing? Back in a minute, it's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> oh man, this is this is too good. A uh, Business Insider has the has this story. ESPN is being accused of altering Tiger Woods' mugshot to make his hair look better. But it may have just been a sloppy crop. Not his hair, but the crop job on um, on the photo. Uh, <laughs> this is... Okay. You can bring that music if you want. Um, all right. This, I'm looking at it right now. And let me just tell you what I see. And if you want to see this story, we'll put it up on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, type in the Chris Salcedo Show, find us, and uh, make sure you follow the page. Uh, what I'm looking at is a picture of Tiger Woods, who has a lot of stubble on his face, and the mugshot on the left. And the mugshot in his hair is all mussed up, and it's not very well kept. Uh, of course, he was, you know, drunk. He was caught DUI, didn't know where he was. To, it was... Uh, of course, of course this, this broke over the weekend, folks, so you guys may be just hearing this for the first time. And so I look over what ESPN put up on one of their graphics. And what they're saying over at Business Insider, and what I, I think that maybe they've heard ESPN's, uh, ESPN's explanation, is that they were cropping his image to put on a, a more... ESPN friendly background, a blue background, and they used a tracer program. And it was the, the, the program was the one that took off the must up hair. But that doesn't, what I'm also looking at is an angle on this that kind of makes his, his stubble uh, from his non-shaved face also look um, more 
trimmed and intentional, not neglected. It, it's, it seems to me that ESPN tried to clean this up. Trying to clean up the image of, of Tiger Woods. Which, by the way, look, nobody wants Tiger Woods to, to do uh, well more than me. I, I, I have no personal animus toward Tiger Woods. Other, other than the fact that whoa, other than the fact that um, he uh, you know cheated on his wife, had the world by the tail, millions of dollars, every advantage in the world, and he blew it because he couldn't keep it in his pants. I, and that's my my own my own personal take on it. It's like man, you you had everything, you had everything, and you had to go step out on your wife. And why do that? And I, I've, I, I'm often <laughs> quoted as saying, I told my wife, look, I, I'd never cheat on you. I'd leave you first before I'd cheat on you. I don't see the point. If you want to be with somebody, go be with somebody. If you don't want to be with somebody, you now there's something, because of my faith, I can't just up and say, well, got to go. <laughs> I am compelled to work things out. Uh, marriage is forever, that kind of thing. But aside from that, I mean, on a practical level, I, you know, I, I told my wife, you have to worry about me cheating on you because I'd leave you before I'd do that. So at any rate, Tiger Woods had, you know, we all know the history. And it's, it strikes me that so many people want to see Tiger Woods, me included. So I, I, I think I know a little of what I speak. I, I wanted to see this guy get his life back together because he was so iconic in the late 90s, early 2000s just top of his game and because of if anybody who knows that the nature of of the game of golf and i'm i've played a few rounds in my life and i i i know enough about it to know that i suck and to know that it is really hard to be good at that game and he was one of the best and he brought a whole new generation into golf he was he was one of these figures that transcends the sports he was in so when he fell, and he fell really hard, there was this element that's very American, I think, that wanted him to correct his life and get back, back at it and, and succeed again. The tiger of old, if you will. So I understand that, but you and I as as either sports fans, not necessarily golf fans, but sports fans, and not maybe not necessarily fans of Tiger Woods, but of sports in general, can, can relate to this. Now, you and I are different than sports news. Sports news is supposed to report it as is. The unvarn- There's supposed to be a news outlet, but don't forget, ESPN is a member in good standing of the basket of bias. They're going to try to protect those that they believe deserve to be protected. And uh, because of political considerations, I would submit to you that Mr. Woods is one of those people because of the politics over at ESPN, not, not because of the, what I just mentioned. There was a, I can't remember I read this and who it was, but there, there are more than a few people out there saying the reason why ESPN's numbers are falling like a rock is because 
they got into all this left-wing BS crap. And they started echoing it, and they started glorifying the Colin Kaepernicks of the world and all the, the America downers of the world and the cop haters and the Black Lives Matter BS. And, and, and that, that was the biggest, what is the right word I'm looking for? The ESPN made the biggest miscalculation I think that anybody could have ever made because their base, those who watched ESPN, that wasn't their politics. ESPN's audience doesn't hate the United States. ESPN's audience, well, didn't. Because all those people who love the United States, they don't watch ESPN anymore. All those people, I would also rationalize those who love sports don't watch ESPN anymore. So, so, so again, ESPN is a victim of their left-wing extremism, and you look at this doctored photo, and I, I can't dismiss, I'm not going to be as charitable <laughs> as uh, the business insider saying, oh, it was just a, it was just a, a terrible crop job. No, I, I think this was very intentional. All right, folks, much more to talk about, more things of substance coming up. The other side of the break, it's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. You guys may not have heard this story. It came out of uh, Texas. A community called Hearst. There was a, uh, I think it was a 12-year-old little boy, 8-year-old little boy, who had a birthday party over Memorial Day. And everybody was busy. Everybody had like plans, vacation, or what have you with the family. So nobody showed up to his party. And uh, I'm not sure how the Hearst Police Department found out about this, but six officers showed up to the birthday party because uh, the young man wanted to be a police officer when he grew up. So the, department's, uh, the department had six officers show up and celebrate this little boy's party with him. Isn't that cool? Isn't that, to protect and serve, that was the serve part. Uh, that, I, I heard that story, and for those of you who have birthdays on holidays you guys can relate everybody's always busy i i got a birthday that comes just before christmas and everybody's only got a party to go to they're out to grandma's house it's it was tough when i was a kid to get to get kids to show up to the party because everybody's gone so the fact that uh these police officers took time out uh six of them showed up there Half a dozen. That's pretty cool. Telephone numbers 888-900-3393-888-900-3393 to White Plains, New York we go. Rich, long time, no talk, man. How you been? Hey, Chris, what's happening? Not a lot, man. Uh, what's going on with you? <coughs> I was listening to you uh, rip on ESPN, and they've been, they've been liberally biased for the longest time in ways that, that you know, you don't know that I could tell you. Yeah. Um... I was watching ESPN uh, years ago, and they were doing the 50 greatest athletes. And generally, when you do something like that, you 
um, you know, commemorate and celebrate all the athletes' accomplishments until they got to Bobby Jones. Do you know who that was? Bobby Jones. Uh, no, okay. I don't remember. Bobby Jones was a golfer who played in the 1920s. We're talking almost 100 years ago. He's the only golfer, and he did it as an amateur, to win all four majors um, on the professional golf tour. And ESPN had to include the something to the effect of he is a racist. They 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 had a whole part of his you know uh, uh, thing t- telling everybody he was a racist because he established Augusta National um, Golf Course, which was exclusive only um, to whites. Then you have the Tiger Woods. ESPN was celebrating so prematurely that Tiger Woods is the great, this was back when he was the number one golfer, is the greatest golfer ever to play the game. They were saying this over and over and over again. And unfortunately, the standard by which they measure who the greatest golfer is, is how many majors you've won. And Jack Nicholas is about four or five um, majors tournament wins ahead of Tiger Woods. And right now it looks like Woods will never, ever catch him. So now they're all, nobody's, you know, Chris, nobody's saying, oh, you remember when we were calling Tiger Woods the, the greatest golfer ever? Well, we're back to Jack Nicklaus now, you know. No, I, you know, I, I hear, uh, look, I understand some of the bias that existed toward uh, having Tiger Woods do well. And you know what, but, I, but, but I've, got to, I've got to admit, I was part of that fan base. Uh, because, you know, it, typically there, wa- there wasn't a lot of color among the ranks of the, the pro golf tournament. Uh, there just hadn't been a lot of, there hadn't been a lot of interest, you know, a lot of the, lot of the folks who were of color were in the other sports, in baseball, football, and, and others. So uh, when, when Tiger Woods came on the scene, and not only did he do well, he dominated. He was a dominant force. And it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you and say that wasn't a component of, of this. But uh, uh, I, I think that where, where Tiger Woods, at least initially, was different is that he was delivering. You know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't like, do you remember uh, Limbaugh got in trouble when he was talking about Donovan McNabb and how he was overrated because he was a black quarterback? Remember that? And a lot of folks, judging by what the, by what he did uh, out on the field, there was there was a good deal of debate whether or not he was a good quarterback or not, or you know, or he I mean, he was he was okay, but there there were those who had agendas inside of ESPN who wanted to give him more of a benefit of the doubt that they wouldn't have given somebody of equal caliber had they been white, and that was patently obvious to anybody who had been watching. Well, there's a, there's a lot of uh, media. That, you know, here's just what I don't understand, Chris. Why um, all of a sudden, uh, for like 15 years, about the time George Bush was elected, I've been trying to tell people the biggest obstacle to bringing conservatism uh, back to this country was the liberal media. And people looked at me like I was some kind of tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. I even talked to Rush Limbaugh, speaking of the man himself, on his show. And when I would bring it up, he would poo-poo it. He would say it's baked into the cake, the Republicans can't use it to, you know, for, to excuse losing. 
No. Whoa, 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 what did he say was baked in? Oh, by the way, folks, just so you know, uh, Rich, hold on one second. Right now, a test is happening. As we're speaking, uh, a, a missile being fired off from a point in the Pacific, I believe. And we are attempting to intercept it, basically a bullet hitting a bullet in midair. Uh, Andrews Air Force Base in California is where Fox is. I believe that's where the, the missile was fired from. So the Pentagon is performing this test, I believe, as we're speaking, because I'm seeing footage flash across the screen. So just FYI, that's happening right now. Go ahead, Rich. Uh, so what, what was Rush saying that, that, uh, that, that, that you should have you should abandon? What was he, what was he talking about? Well, this was, this was like after, I would call Rush's show like when you remember when Candy Crowley pulled that document out of her butt to, to put uh, Mitt Romney in a sling, you know, uh, okay? Or, or yeah. when uh, 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 John What's-His-Face uh, on CNN accused Newt Gingrich of having an... There was his opening question in the debate, okay? And, and, nobody, and nobody came to their defense. And I would call Rush Limbaugh and say, look, we, we got to do something about this. So why would anybody agree... Okay, to go into the lion's den, to, to have a debate with, with CNN moderating. And Rush would say, well, that's no excuse. It's, 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 it's baked into the cake. You've got to expect that kind of thing. And now, and you know, what's really ridiculous is everybody's all in using this to defend Donald Trump, who's not even a conservative. Well, and, see, and, and that's, and see, and I, I think that maybe what you, in that last part that you just enunciated, I think it's changed the calculation of a lot of guys like Rush. See, with me, I came from news. So I know what news is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fair. It's supposed to be accurate. And what we're seeing is not that. What we're seeing is not news. What we're seeing is complete and utter sanctioned bias. And you're absolutely right when it comes to these, these debates. And I think this last election cycle proved to everyone beyond a shadow of a doubt that there should no, Republicans should not acknowledge. And I think there was even, there was even after, after John Harwood uh, pulled his garbage, uh, I think you mentioned him from CNBC. After John Harwood pulled his garbage, his biased garbage, uh, against Donald Trump saying, aren't you really a clown? Remember that? Um, uh, many people said, man, why is the Republican Party agreeing to not only give these folks ratings over, it, uh, over the basket of bias, but giving them the ability to tear them down? And I think, I think uh, you may have been ahead of the, of the curve on this one, man, because if you were talking with uh, the the leaders of the conservative movement way back in the day saying, why are we setting ourselves up for failure? This idea of saying, oh, well, the press is going to be biased and we got to accept that. The hell with that. I say, no, we don't have to accept that at all. And I don't need to be a willing participant. I don't need to give John Harwood and the rest of the people in the basket of bias a baseball bat to beat me over the head with. Everybody was so timid to, to, to um, accuse the, the press of being biased. And I want you to go to YouTube, Chris. I want everybody in your audience to go to YouTube and, and find the debate in, in, um, where Newt Gingrich was on the, on, on the, on the, asked the first question about his wife, and he gave it to the moderator. Oh, I, I remember it. Gave, I remember it. He gave it to him, and I saw something that I've never, ever seen in a debate before. I saw a standing ovation. Newt Gingrich shut that theater down when, when, when he gave John, what, what the heck was his name? For was, it, was it Harwood back then, too? Was, this, this was in the 2012 no. debate when Gingrich was, um, 
when Gingrich was leading at one point ahead of Mitt Romney, and that that moment in the debate when when Gingrich stood up and said, "I'm not interested in you getting uh, Republicans to attack one another," and 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 the whole I remember the whole place went no, nuts. No, this was this was a, he he asked the question because they timed an article that about his wife and an alleged open marriage question. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. before the debate, and it was the opening question, and, and they said, and he opened, this guy, the moderator for, for CNN opened with this question, which was ludicrous, and, and uh, Newt Gingrich, and he asked, would you like to comment? And Newt says, no, no. but I will. <laughs> and he says, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I think... I think this is the, one of the lowest points in media, or something to that effect, that you would open such an important discussion about somebody who wants to be the President of the United States with a question like that. And, and I remember, to his credit, when he asked Mitt Romney, would you like to comment, and, he, and Romney showed a lot of class. He said, no, let's move on. Yeah, I, well, this, I don't know. I, I'm looking in the archives right now as you and I were talking, Rich. This might. Hey, thank you for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. This, this might be it, folks. Let's listen in. In Massachusetts, a mandate, almost no one uninsured. In Texas, a more limited approach, about a quarter uninsured. Who's got the better end of this argument? Well, I'm frankly not interested in your effort to get Republicans fighting each other. <laughs> You would like to puff this up into some giant thing. The fact is, every person up here understands Obamacare is a disaster. It is a disaster procedurally. It was rammed through after they lost Teddy Kennedy's seat in Massachusetts. It was written badly. It was never reconciled. It can't be implemented. It is killing this economy. And if this president had any concern for working Americans, he'd walk in Thursday night and ask us to repeal it because it's a monstrosity. Every person up here agrees with that. Right. Yep. Yeah, and he wasn't done. Folks, I got to get to a break. I'll be right back. It's Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Chris Salcedo. As you know, your ex-wife gave an interview to ABC News and another interview at the Washington Post, and this story has now gone viral on the internet. In it, she says that you came to her in 1999, at a time when you were having an affair. She says you asked her, sir, to enter into an open marriage. Would you like to take some time to respond to that? No, but I will. I think the destructive, vicious, negative nature of much of the news media makes it harder to govern this country, harder to attract decent people to run for public office, and I am appalled that you would begin a presidential debate on a topic like that. Newt Gingrich, everybody, uh, former Speaker of the House, and I, I, I gotta say, uh, I had forgotten about that until I'm sorry, what was that? Say? Uh, Ron, you just said something in my ear. What did you... Oh, really? That's a lot longer than what you n normally said. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> hey, Ellie's out this week, folks. Uh, Ron is, is pinch-hitting. Nice to have him on. Uh, just getting a little time cue about how much time we have. And, but anyway, so back to Newt Gingrich. Newt, Newt 
back then, uh, again, ahead of his day, he recognized the vitriol. He recognized where the press had descended. Now, remember, this is the 2012, 2012 election. They, they were so desirous to keep President Obama. Uh, the long knives were out for anybody who dared threaten President Obama. And the fact that that wasn't John Harwood, that was John King of CNN. From the, even back then, even the, before I even coined the phrase, leader of the basket of bias. They had laid the groundwork for what they've devolved into today. And Newt is absolutely right. Uh, absolutely appalled that as Americans are tuning in to figure out what the issues are about, and this goes, and oddly enough, this goes right back to what we were talking about when we led the show about the question I posed on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. You guys will know when you find it. You scroll down, and I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say. You'll see the picture, the words basket of bias. That is who they are in the majority of the mainstream press. Does the basket of bias press cover anything, I ask, that you are interested in or that will better your life? And the answer is definitively no. The only thing the press covers is what will advance their left-wing ideology. They don't care about your life. They don't care about your prosperity or what your family is going through. All they care about is ushering in electoral victory for Democrats to lord over you. And Newt Gingrich on the forefront, as he always is. Hour two of the show coming up next. Be right back. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking boxes. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. Hour two is underway. And you know what? Rich from Y Plains gave me a, a great way to introduce another, uh, another bit of information I wanted to go over with you guys today. Uh, let, let, first off, let me just tell you what's happening in the state of Texas so I can let just let you know what you're in for should your state ever decide to get serious about illegal aliens uh state of texas as i've told you guys has passed a law that says if uh you're a sanctuary city you are no longer able to thumb your nose at federal agents who are asking for your cooperation on federal detainers so for example whereas these sanctuary cities let, let, let me give you the scenario you are an American citizen. You commit a felony and the federal government wants you. You get arrested in a local municipality. They run your check. They say, oh, the feds want this guy. The feds call up, yeah, I want Chris Salcedo. They would hold Chris Salcedo because Chris Salcedo is an American citizen. And, well, you know, that's, that's the law. But in these sanctuary cities, if Chris Salcedo was an illegal alien who had had a long rap sheet or a, a list of felonies, 
some of these sanctuary cities were letting me go. We're letting illegal alien felons go rather than hold them for ICE. The, the premise being, well, we can't allow ICE to deport illegal aliens. This would be a slippery slope. I mean, first it starts with illegal alien felons, and then they're going to start working their way to illegal aliens that we're trying to give the vote to, say these Democrat cities. Okay? So anyway, state of Texas says, well, no, you will cooperate. If, a, if the federal government says that you will cooperate, you will cooperate or you're going to lose state funding. And you're going to, lo- you're going to lose state cooperation. And, oh. and, it, and it also allows individuals who are pulled over uh, for an infraction or maybe in an auto accident. And uh, they, uh, can I see your driver's license, sir? Uh, don't have a driver's license. Or they don't speak English. Maybe they speak Swahili or maybe they speak German. Uh, don't, no driver's license. Okay, well, where's your insurance? Uh, no insurance. Uh, where do you live? I, uh, I don't have a home address. So <laughs> it, it will allow police officers to go, wait a minute, excuse me. Are you not in the United States illegally? Are you in, are you in the United States illegally? It will allow them to ask that. And all oh, these pro-illegal alien enablers are losing their minds. They show up to the Texas house yesterday dressed in red saying lucha, uh, fight, they're going to fight, fighting for lawlessness, lucha, lucha, whatever. (laughs) And they just start disrupting uh, what's going on on the Senate, or the House floor, I should say, in the state of Texas. And they're yelling and they're shouting and they're obscenities and they're, they're basically being disruptive. Now, some of these folks reportedly were carrying signs saying, I'm illegal and I'm here to stay. To which... You know, the arrogance of that statement. Uh, I I take particular exception as a liberty-loving Latino, as an American citizen. I say, you have no say in this. You're an illegal alien. You're a citizen of another country. You have no say in this. Your opinion doesn't count. You don't matter in this discussion. Sit down and shut up. Let the American citizens how we will handle illegal immigration and illegal aliens in our midst, illegal alien felons in our midst. So upon seeing these signs, a representative by the name of Matt Rinaldi, a Republican from North Texas, says, I'm going to call ICE. Well, of course you would. You see somebody violating the law, you call the authorities. Somebody up there self-proclaiming to be an illegal, several of these people holding signs, you call ICE. Check it out, ICE, it's your job. Well, upon hearing that, some loudmouth leftist Latinos uh, from San Antonio and, and other parts of Texas got in Matt Rinaldi's face. Uh, one of them is Pancho Nevarez. Another one is... Uh, Justin Rodriguez, I believe, from San Antonio. Now, these two teamed up. One was a thug. The other one was a liar. It is alleged that Pancho Nevarez, and you can see this on the video, started bumping chests with Matt Rinaldi, getting in his face, and then threatening him, hey, you got to go to your car sometime. 
You got to leave the Capitol sometime. You go to your car, I'm going to get you. Going to get you then. Matt Rinaldi, of course, a lot of these Republican lawmakers have been under death threats and their their families in protective custody because left-wingers, you know, are violent extremist thugs. You know that. You know that left-wing liberals, these tolerant people, they're only tolerant as long as you agree with them. When you disagree with them, they start threatening your family. You know, that's what leftists do. So a lot of these lawmakers have police protection for their families, for their children and their wives, because left-wingers can't stand when they're not in charge. So upon hearing this threat, Matt Rinaldi says, hey, you come after me, that's going to earn you a bullet. I'll defend myself. Well, the biased press gets a hold of that, and they forget all of the who initialized the confrontation. They just said, oh, Matt Rinaldi, talking about using a gun, and completely perverted what happened, distorted what happened. So that's what's happening. That's what's happening on the last day. For those of you who are unlucky enough to live in states like California and New York where you have where you get ripped off by your legislature who spend year around siphoning off your tax dollars and screwing you <laughs> uh, in Texas they have uh, biannual meetings meaning the legislature only gets together uh, every other year and they're not paid very much uh, they have to they have to live in the world they create that's a superior form of government by the way uh, have not heard the results, uh, while I'm thinking about this, folks, of this test, this U.S. missile test. Uh, it's being described as a bullet hitting another bullet. And as soon as we get word of it, its success or its failure, we'll let you know. Okay, so that, let, let me set this up by how we ended up last hour, because we're going to talk about the basket of bias and what Newt Gingrich had done in 2012. He didn't know it at the time. But Newt Gingrich was foretelling the fall of the U.S. media. Newt Gingrich was foretelling the day that the veil would drop and that ABC, CBS, and CNN would basically, for everybody to see, become functioning members of the Democrat Party. As a matter of fact, uh, they are leaders in the Democrat Party, those so-called news organizations. And it all stems from this moment in the 2012 debate where John King led a presidential debate, not about your taxes, not about excessive government spending, not about national defense, not about things that matter to you in your life, but what mattered to John King and CNN's life. And what mattered to CNN and John King is that they wanted to destroy themselves a Republican. And they, and they along with their pals at ABC, they love to do that. And so it led to this. As you know, your ex-wife gave an interview to ABC News and another interview at the Washington Post, and this story has now gone viral on the Internet. In it, she says that you came to her in 1999 at a time when you were having an affair. She says you asked her, sir, to enter into an open marriage. Would you like to take some time to respond to that? No, but I will. <laughs> The crowd, the, see, the, the crowd got it. The crowd understood it was CNN against Republicans. Destructive, vicious, negative nature of much of the news media makes it harder to govern this country, harder to attract decent people to run for public office. And I am appalled 
that you would begin a presidential debate on a topic like that. See, and that, in my estimation, this might have been the beginning of the end, the dropping of the facade, the charade that CNN was fair, the charade that, that ABC, NBC, and CBS was fair. We're fair. Every person in here knows personal pain. Every person in here has had someone close to them go through painful things. To take an ex-wife and make it two days before the primary, a significant question in a presidential campaign, is as close to despicable as anything I can imagine. My, my two daughters, my two daughters wrote the head of ABC and made the point that it was wrong, that they should pull it, and I am frankly astounded that CNN would take trash like that and use it to open a presidential debate. Now listen, he now, now look, 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 right now John King is recognizing this, that, that CNN has just been outed. John King is recognizing CNN has just been outed as a member of the Democrat Party, doing the Democrat Party's bidding, protecting resident Obama. Remember I told you, and I, I, it was before I'd even remembered this, this part of the exchange. Now here John King tries to weasel out of it. Remember? He tries to weasel out, well, this wasn't, this wasn't CNN, trying to resurrect what, credi what little credibility he had left. As you noted, Mr. Speaker, this story did not come from our network. As you also know, it is the subject of conversation on the campaign. I'm not, John, I get your point. I take your point. John, it was repeated by your network. You chose to start the debate with it. Don't try to blame somebody else. You and your staff chose to start this debate with it. Now, let me be quite clear. Let me be quite clear. The story is false. Yeah, and it was false. But this is going to be a perfect transition that we're talking to next about this whole Jared Kushner garbage. Uh, this, this focus on Jared Kushner back channels to Russia back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo show here on the blaze. Dial in, let it out. 888-900-3393. This is the Chris Salcedo show. Part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network. Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back here. That's Chris Salcedo's show. So, DHS Secretary Kelly was on with Fox News Sunday this weekend, and he was asked, hey, Jared Kushner, uh, apparently implicated in opening up some sort of back channel with Russia. Back channel, back channel, back channel. <laughs> and, of course, back channels are common, and, you know, uh, developing relationships with uh, other countries, in particular one who has the ability to destroy all life on the planet is a good idea. Anyway, so according to Catherine Herridge at Fox News, the, the back channel was proposed by Ambassador Kislyak to Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner took it under advisement, and it never happened. 
But oh, Kislyak reached out to Jared Kushner, and he's the he's the president's son-in-law, and we're gonna go after the liberal son-in-law of the president. And Secretary Kelly says, "You people in the press with your panties in a twist." Then I would just tell you, uh, Chris, that uh, I think uh, any uh, channel of communication back or otherwise with a country like Russia is a, is a good thing. I mean, multiple ways to communicate back and forth uh, is, is a good thing with any country, I think, and particularly a country that's uh, like Russia. Um, so um, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, you just have to assume, obviously, that, that what you're getting is, uh, is, uh, may or may not be true. They may be working you, but that's the whole point. I mean, you then, uh, that communication then goes into the White House as, uh, as a data point in terms of discussion. So well, I, I don't see a big deal. Let me, you say you don't see a big deal. No, I think any, any, any time you have channels of communication with a country, particularly one like Russia, uh, I, I wouldn't criticize it. I wouldn't criticize it either. It's getting to know these folks is, is essential. Uh, and this has been the practice of incoming administrations for, for decades. But because it's Trump, and because it's it's okay if Democrats do it, but it's not okay if a Republican does it. If a Republican does it, it's treason. If a Democrat does it, it's well, it's good practice, right? Even when Democrats, like we mentioned earlier, Ted Kennedy, committing, in my view, treason by collaborating with Soviet Russia to undermine Ronald Reagan, that that's heralded and applauded when you're undermining America as a Democrat colluding with the Soviets. Well, that's that's a OK. But if you're Jared Kushner and you're approached by the the Russian ambassador to develop a channel about talking about whatever it is Kislyak wanted to talk about. Well, that's that's treason, folks. Now, remember, this organization, or this organization, this investigation into into Trump and his campaign's possible ties to the Russian government has been going on for nearly a year. It started in July of last year. President Obama kicked it off. And here's the sum total of what they were able to come up, come up with uh, as articulated by the chief Obama leaker, CIA chief John Brennan, a man who's enamored with communists from what I understand. Anyway, here's how he testified week before, or actually last week. I encountered and am aware of information and intelligence that um, revealed contacts and interactions between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the uh, Trump campaign. I don't know whether or not such collusion, that's your term, such collusion <laughs> existed. I don't know. That's your term. Uh, you know, collusion. Uh, collusion. Uh, what, what, it was Trey Gowdy asking the question. Trey Gowdy was saying, do you have any evidence of collusion? Well, that's your word. Says uh, Barack Obama's chief leaker, CIA, former CIA chief John Brennan. And the best he could come, with, come up with after a, nearly a year of investigation now, granted, he stopped receiving all the briefings back in January. But there is no indication that any of his successors have any information whatsoever that proves anything that is tantamount to collusion. Anything. Even he, the instigator of all of this, Brennan, along with Obama, he can't even say, he can't even say it. Uh, collusion's your word, but I saw no evidence of collusion.
And that was just last week. But now, oh, now, now we've got, now we've got an investigation, another investigation going on. And this leads me directly to the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. There was an astonishing back and forth between former Governor John Sununu and left-wing biased reporter Allison Camerata over at CNN. This is a template. Hear me. This is a template on how to deal with the basket of bias press from this point forward. And their, their focus, exclusive focus on Russia. Everything has to be about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And John Sununu handed Allison Camerata her lunch. It was fantastic. Here's how the interview started. So Jared Kushner meeting with a major Russian banker of a massive bank that has connections to Vladimir Putin. Oh, Vladimir Putin and bankers. We hate bankers because they're rich people. And Jared Kushner, he was meeting with rich people and bankers. Oh, bankers and Vladimir Putin ties to Vladimir Putin. You know what, Allison Camerata? I bet you have a banking institution that you do business with that also has ties in some form or fashion to Vladimir Putin. He has investments all over the globe. Allison Camerata, you on, are you on Moscow's payroll too? As you allege, as you seem to be intimating here, Kushner and Russia and bankers and Putin. So Jared Kushner meeting with a major Russian banker of a massive bank that has connections to Vladimir Putin, nothing to see there. Well, tell me what you think is to see there and I'll comment on it. What do you think would be the motivation? I don't think there's meeting? anything there. So, so you, why would they so do it? You're so implying, why, why you're would implying they because during the 10 weeks, everybody is trying to meet somebody who's going to be in the administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of how it goes. Everybody wants a little bit of influence Wanted it with an incoming administration. All right, folks, I'll be right back. It's Chris Salcedo Show. More of this next. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Just put up something on the Facebook page. This is uh, Angela Merkel coming out and saying that, uh, well, Europe has to take its, its security into its own hands. <laughs> its own fate into its own hands. This is after Trump, you know, schooled them. At, and I'll probably get more into this tomorrow at the G7 summit. Trump said, look, you made an agreement to pay 2% of your GDP to your own defense, to our mutual defense. And the American taxpayers aren't going to do it anymore. We got a whole bunch of libs back at home bleeding us dry. Oh, oh, I, I, I can't forget this. Hold on. Just hold on. I'll get back to Allison Camerata and Sununu in a minute. You guys remember this reprobate, Dwayne Hamlin. He worked for the VA. Remember that? When Trump took office, his moldy, corrupt, crusty butt was out on its ear. He was a VA administrator who tried to fire a whistleblower to protect his shenanigans as he was endangering the lives of our veterans. And this reprobate was out of a job. Well, we thought. The return of Puerto Rico hospital director, 
is the latest example of Trump's reform efforts encountering the entrenchment of what he has called Washington's swamp. And it comes in the same month a court ruled that the VA may not even be able to fire the Phoenix hospital director, who is a convicted felon as a result of job-related misconduct. On the morning of January 20th, 2017, the department removed Dwayne Hamlin, the director of the VA Caribbean Healthcare System, from the federal civil service. Mr. Hamlin subsequently appealed his removal to the Merit Systems Protection Board, the MSBP, and they reinstated his worthless rear end. This is why Americans are so fed up with this government. That You want a definition of a government that has grown beyond the consent of the governed? Well, there it is. You can screw with veterans, you can put their lives in danger, and you can't be fired. I'm a government servant. Screw you. I'm a government servant. You can't fire me. There are unions who need my taxpayer-funded salary dues. The, the guy in Phoenix who's a damn felon, he gets to stay because liberal progressives who work in government, they get, they're never defunded. Government never takes a pay cut. Government employees are a cut above. Even if they screw up, they get to keep their damn jobs. No matter how many people die because of it. This is, this is Bob kiss folks. This is BS. And you want to, and this is why so many Americans are so fed up and done with Washington, D.C. So fed up and done with these 535 individuals over there who have no flipping prayer of administering that government that is too damn big and spends too damn much of our money. That these contracts are negotiated. Oh, you can't fire me. I'm a government employee. But, you, but you're responsible for uh, wasting the American taxpayers' dollars, putting veterans' lives at risk, and, uh, uh, and so you've got to go. Oh, no, no. I'm special. I'm entitled. I'm a government worker. Screw you. This, this burns me up like you have no idea. And gee, can Allison Camerata bring her dumbass to, to report on this? This is affecting people's lives. Your tax dollars and our veterans' lives. Allison Camerata, hey, let's talk about Jared Kushner some more. Huh? And John Sununu, he gave, us, he gave us the template on how to talk to these people. Everybody who's involved in business, everybody who's involved in politics, I can't sure. tell you how many people tried to meet with me between and the time I was And did you meet with a Russian staff. banker when everybody tried to meet with you? No, but I had breakfast with the vice president at the Russian embassy, and a lot of folks there started talking to me. At the Russia, the Russian embassy? Oh, John Sununu, you spoke to people at the Russian embassy? Well, you need to be jailed. That's a felony, you know. Because you, you, you meet CNN's criteria, you're a Republican, so if you talk to a Russian, well, you need to be thrown in jail. Now, had a Democrat, you know, arranged for Vladimir Putin to annex Crimea without, without any opposition, oh, that's okay. If you're a Democrat who arranged for 20% of the United States uranium stockpile to be transferred to Russian control, oh, that's okay. That, you know, when, when Democrats betray the United States and kiss Vladimir Putin's butt, that's okay. CNN says that's okay. It, it, it's, you know what it's like, folks? You know what it's like? 
it's just like that ACLU lawyer who was forced to admit that if Donald Trump's executive order, the temporary ban on uh, from six countries, from individuals coming in from six countries, had it been written by anybody else, it'd be constitutional. But the only thing that makes it unconstitutional is that Donald Trump wrote it. <laughs> it's the same damn principle. It's a double standard, of course. We, that is the, the classic double standard. But it's what passes for journalism over at CNN. Mm -hmm. And would you have carved out time to meet with a Russian banker with ties to Vladimir Putin if he asked? I'm not even sure what would have happened if that had happened. First of all, Putin wasn't there. But look, you're asking hypotheticals on hypotheticals. Well, I'm trying There's to nothing, actually take your temperature. You, I mean, I'm you have nothing. to gauge your, your comfort level with all of this. My comfort level, the only discomfort I have is with folks in the media trying to create a veniality without having the courage to, to specifically tell me what the veniality that I should be concerned about is. Well, I don't have, I have not identified a veniality. Have you? A veniality or a violation of the law. That's what he's driving at. Alison Camerata is throwing a whole bunch of circumstantial evidence and John Sununu is saying, Allison, what the hell are you driving at? Ask me a question. Ask me a question, Miss Camerata, about what, what are you alleging that Jared Kushner or that Donald Trump or the campaign has done? What is the, what is the crime, Allison Camerata? What is the crime, CNN? What is the crime, MSNBS? What is the crime, ABC, NBC, and CBS? What is the crime, damn it? What are you driving at, Nancy Pelosi? What is the crime? Well, you should be concerned if there was collusion, and that's what I don't. Congress... I don't see any evidence of collusion. Do you? No. <laughs> he got CNN's Allison Camerata to admit. I see. I see no evidence of collusion. Oh, but she's not done. Wait. It's collusion. And that's what I don't Congress... I don't see any evidence of collusion. Do you? No. That's OK. What, so that's, that's what, that that, that, ends, that should end your reporting right well, there. We're you at should the put an exclamation point after, you know, understood. But we're at the beginning of the investigations. No, 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 no. We are not at the beginning of the investigation. This investigation has been going on for 11 months. For 11 months, Allison. Now, wait, wait till you hear what she's what she's going to say. So what you're Congress seven months was, into the investigation. Not exactly. You're Robert seven Mueller months has just taken over. The special prosecutor is what she's talking about. Robert Mueller has just taken over. So it's new. Brand new investigation. So after Mueller finds nothing, then we have somebody else take up an investigation. Then we can call it a new investigation, right, Allison Camerata? And we can do this for a year, another year, and then another year after that. Oh, it's a new investigation because we're going to keep on looking until we find something. So it can be Russia, Russia, Russia all the time. Robert Mueller oh, has it's just a new taken investigation. Over. Well, no, I mean, look, you, you, that's not exactly fair, Governor, because as you sure. know, uh, Congress people have been calling for a special counsel last... to do this, to handle this, because so it gets away from all the partisan bickering. So it's just starting okay. in that regard. Can I ask a question? If Mueller comes out and says that my version is correct and yours isn't, how much crow are you going to eat, Governor? I don't have a version of events. Ah, of I course you do. The whole half hour I listen is a version. Governor, Exa Exa Governor. She's, she's indignant. Governor, 
you certainly do, Allison Camerata. You certainly do have a version of Jared Kushner meeting with a banker in back channels, and it's so nefarious. What do you think about this? And breathlessly talking about all of this. What What are you driving at? They they and. and they, they invite Republicans on, expecting Republicans, and Sununu did exactly the right thing. How can you defend something you don't even know what you're being asked to defend? There's no law broken here, Allison. What the hell am I defending? Meeting with a Russian banker? Are you going to say that meeting with a Russian banker is, a, is an impeachable offense? Is illegal somehow? Are you going to allege that meeting with a Russian is somehow illegal? Then let's start marching every damn Democrat up to, uh, up to the courtroom to impeach them from office. If that's your predicate. Otherwise, shut up. Shut up. None of this. None of this is what people care about. Not me saying it. A Democrat from Ohio saying it. No one in Ohio is asking about Russia. I mean, we have to deal with this. We definitely have to deal with this. It's on the minds of the American people. But if you want to know what people in Ohio, they want to know about jobs. They want to know about their children. I was just in California where California folks, especially the, the national nurses, pushing for healthy California, uh, single payer, medic, Medicare for all kinds of things. Um, I talked to a boomer, a baby boomer, who African-American baby, baby boomer who lives right here in D.C. Russia is not in his top five. He believes that both parties are failing. I talked to a Gen Xer, uh, a white male who's in the union. He wants third party. We are losing. The president should be concerned about this. All Americans should be concerned about this. But if, I, if we were to go to Flint, then they wouldn't ask you about Russia and Jared Kushner. They want to know how they're going to get some clean water. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The issues, even among the leftists, the leftists, the, the base of the left wing party, they don't care about Russia, about Jared Kushner. They want to, everything is being sacrificed. What the American people care about is being sacrificed in service to the Democrats' agenda led by CNN, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Everything, your livelihood, your job, your ability to put food on the table, these people in the press don't give a damn. They want to take down Trump. And here is a, here's a Democrat going off script at CNN. Why 8,000 people are about to lose their homes. We are preoccupied with this. It's not that this is not important, yep. but everyday Americans are being left behind because it's Russia, Russia, Russia. Do we need all 535 members of the Congress to deal with Russia? Can some of them deal with some domestic issues? Let me ask you. Yeah, time to get back to work or time to get to work for a change up there on Capitol Hill. I'll be back in a minute. Your calls and the show on The Blaze. <laughs> Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network. You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Your Radio Republic, unlike your current government, your views are heard, listened to, and addressed right here on this program, 888 Let's get out to, uh, where are we going? Scott in Massachusetts. Hey, Scott, thanks for holding on, man. What's going on? Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Good to speak to you again. It's been a few weeks. And you as well. Awesome. Still getting off the Memorial Day hangover. I, I propose that they make Tuesday a holiday also to get <laughs> over the three-day weekend. All right, I'll get political now. <laughs> okay. But, but Don't mind me, man. 
But yes, um, I have a question for you, actually. Sure. Where does this ideology come from? Liberalism. It, Chris, I've said it before. I'm sorry if I sound redundant. But I just don't understand it. I'm up here in the bluest state in the country. You wouldn't believe the conversations I have with my friends and family. I'm like an island, you know what I mean? I'm, well, I've got a few good conservative friends. Or as I like to say, common sense. I don't, forget Republican, Democrat. I'm a, I'm a registered common sense person. It's that simple, in my opinion. Yeah. But where does this ideology come from? It's a cancer on this country. Where did it stem from? I'm gonna. Oh no, 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 no! Not not just on this country. It is a cancer in general, and and it is not unique to the United States. Uh, the, the 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 this collectivism has been a uh, uh, an affliction on mankind. Uh, ever since there was mankind. Uh, l- 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 let, me, let me give you the, the words of Winston Churchill. Socialism is the philosophy of failure, the creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. And I think that's, that is the genesis right there. Its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery. That's what socialism, collectivism, communism, Democrats, th- that, is, that is the genesis of, of who they are, the, the, the very base envious instincts of the human animal. Uh, conservatism is a, is a transcendent idea, a thinking person's uh, outlook on life. That basically, it's, it's meritocracy, it's earning what you get, whereas there are those who are among the left who believe that, that it is other people's responsibility to carry them through life because they deserve it. And that, that, is, that is an affliction throughout time uh, and, and, and around the world, Scott. Wow, well said, Chris. I, I'm literally light years behind you intellectually and politically, but I try, you know. I'm well, no, 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 no. I, I don't want you to think that. Yeah. No, no, because see, no, you... I, I'm not implying that you were trying to speak down, no. No, 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 no. no. You, you intuitively, you intuitively recognized what was going on. You, in your gut, you know and understand that there's something amiss, right? I yeah, mean, it, it was... Yeah. Exactly. As my late uncle, excuse me, I'm sorry, bud, I tried to never cut off the host. Excuse me if I did. No, yeah, you know what, the only reason I'm doing that is because I've got 30 seconds left in the okay. show. But, but again, well, don't be so hard on yourself. Because can I say one statement before I go, please? Very quickly, because i got my, 15 my, seconds. My late uncle said it uh, very eloquently. Liberals feel, conservatives think. That's, I think you're right. Thank you, buddy. We'll, we'll take that to the bank. Remember, everybody, society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government. Rather... How much power is reserved for we, the people? Hump day tomorrow. Short work week. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.